Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, once again, it is the big guy with the little show, man, yo, live and loud with the Lord, Nelson, that is, and today, this on this episode right here, on this episode right here, I declare war. Yeah. Yeah. I said all that. I got myself together for this one. I declare war on our guests, man. I declare war on our guests. He's an intense young man. He's a great lead. He handles his business when he gets on that stage. He's from the left coast, which they say is the best coast. I don't know about that because I'm the beast from the <laughs> east, baby. There's a D, but it's all love. So without further ado, Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome Mr. Jamie Hanks from I Declare War. And I'm going to clap you up, man. I ain't going to clap you up, man. It's all love. It's all love. Thank you for being here, bro. Thank yeah, you thank you. for being on the show, man. So yeah. I always start off two questions with every guest. Two questions sure. I always start off with. First one is, where are you from? I'm from Portland, Oregon. Technically, I'm from Gladstone, Oregon. It's a suburb of Portland. Okay. Uh, born and raised there. I still actually live in Portland. So mm -hmm. uh, I a lot of a lot of times, some people say like, "Oh, you never like moved out." I was like, "Man, I toured for like 15 years. I've yeah. seen it all. Yeah. I didn't need to move away in order to kind of like find myself." I I did most of my finding myself on the road in a van and <laughs> in venues and stuff like that. Right, right, right. So <laughs> yeah. what's the best thing about being from Portland, from Glad Gladstone, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gladstone's like a small suburb. It was pretty yeah. quiet. Uh, I played sports and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it you don't really get a whole lot of like, uh, there's not a ton of culture there. It's just, you know, a, a small little suburb where, Sports are important, and uh, we we actually our town is is bordered by two rivers, mm -hmm. so we're kind of considered like a river town. We gotcha. have the Clackamas River and the Willamette River, mm -hmm. so a lot of people fish, and swim, and stuff there. So that's that was a big part of uh, that. Still is a big part of Gladstone and stuff like that. But uh, as far as Portland goes, I mean. You know, it's it's a totally different place than it was when I was growing up. It's absolutely exploded. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, it's definitely not you know Seattle or San Francisco or anything like that. But we're kind of squeezed in the middle, and we were this quiet little hub for years. I mean, we're a logging town, essentially. You know, the town is built for eighty thousand to one hundred eighty thousand people, roughly. Yeah. And we're we're pushing a million people now, so we've absolutely exploded over the last you know eight to ten years, and it's it's an influx of like real high end new buildings and stuff like that that are kind of pushing people out that have lived here for their whole lives and stuff like that. So there's a lot of influx, and you see a lot about the homeless and stuff like that, which honestly is a bit of a problem. But right. uh, you know that's. There's a lot that goes into that. It's not just, you know, housing market crisis and stuff like that in Portland. But, yeah, I mean, you know, overall, it's it's still beautiful here. You know, the Pacific Northwest is a rainforest. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's green year round. Um, I have a big, beautiful backyard. So I got a ton of trees in my backyard. And, 
you know, it, it's, it's great. There's just a ton of, uh, outdoor activities and stuff like that to do. And it, it, I, I don't know. I love it here. Even still, you know, like it, it's, it's different, but I, I love it. Yeah. You said it was a rainforest. I didn't know it was a rainforest. I really didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Cause I know I was going to ask you about it. You know, it rains a lot there, you know, over that yeah. way, you know, Seattle yeah. and everything, but I didn't know it was a rainforest, man. Wow. Yeah. Pacific wow. Northwest. Yeah. Got you. Got you. So, when, when, when oh, everything sorry. falls apart, sorry, when everything falls apart and, you know, California and Arizona and stuff like that, their, their water that they've been borrowing from all these other, all these other states for the last, you know, 30 or 40 years, right. when, that, when that all dries up and, uh, you know, Colorado and stuff like this, that says, no, sorry, man, you guys can't have any more of our water. <laughs> that influx of people are going to all start rushing up here because we're going to be people, at least on the West Coast, with some rain, you know? Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I like their perspective, man. So what about the Portland Trailblazers? How much you like them? Is that Born the race? Yeah. Look at it. Look at it. He's there. He's there. I got yeah. it. Like I'm uh, <laughs> I'm lifelong, man. I, I got them tattooed on my body at this point. Oh, I, yeah, for I, real. I'm not going anywhere. I <laughs> this this team is this team is in rough shape. Yeah, and man. we I mean I've been I actually have a text feed with a handful of my friends that's basketball based specifically, and we're all huge Blazer fans. And yeah, I mean it's basically the conclusion of this season was we suck so bad. <laughs> We can't even tank right because midway through the season, we got rid of everyone. I right. mean, like anyone that mattered outside of Dame and Nurk, who Nurk is great and everything, yeah. but he's he's injury prone. Heard, you know? yeah. yeah, so there's some problems there. But yeah, outside of those two guys, man, we basically got rid of everybody in order to, to rebuild and start this tank. And yeah. here come the Pelicans at the end of the season with CJ, right. who we with gave. CJ, right. Gave and uh, they they win that that uh, Play playoff out. game. Yeah. And it's like, what the heck are we doing, guys? You know, <laughs> we can't even get a tank right. So I'm hoping that, you know, cross my fingers, we can get a GM that knows what he's doing. And then, honestly, man, it seems like the, uh, the Allen family – the Vulcan family that owns the Blazers needs to uh, needs to maybe consider getting rid of this uh, this team and hope you know obviously I would want them to stay in Portland right. but get somebody in there who's got some you know are you some, saying they need to some, sell it is what you're saying well you know not necessarily sell it but like do a whole a whole rebuild okay like if. If Linda, if Linda Allen wants to stay on as the owner of the team, she mm -hmm. needs to she needs to start showing that she gives a crap about the team because you know I went to 15 games a season and Paul Allen would sit down there courtside on the on the visiting side right underneath the hoops every single home game. Right. And I I mean 15 games I went this season. I saw, I didn't see her one time. Mm. What's she doing? It, I, she's not. She's not running. She's not running ten businesses like Paul Allen was there at the end. She's right. got time to go to a ball game here and there. Yeah. I feel so you know what? What are we doing? We let's, <laughs> let's get some. Let's either get some new blood in there, or let's let gotcha. somebody take it over who's actually going to care about it. Oh man, you're a fan for real, man. You're in it, I'm, man. Both you're definitely a fan. I'm, I'm, I'm a. I'm a diehard. 
I'm an East Coast guy, but I love the Lakers. So ever since Magic Johnson okay. went to the Lakers, you know, I followed him from, from college. And that's when I yeah. really started watching basketball because, you know, the big thing with him and Larry Bird back then, playing each yeah. other in the college championship. So I yeah. followed Magic to the Lakers, and I, I've just been there ever since. So yeah. you know, I haven't been any any other place, man. So, you know, yeah. I'm not the biggest – I like LeBron as a person. I'm not the biggest LeBron basketball fan. It's just me. Everybody thinks I'm a hater. I'm not a hater. He's one of the greatest ever. Uh-oh. But I think he's a, a killer. I, listen, Dame didn't want to play with him. I'm going to tell you right now, Dame didn't want to play with him. Dame was like, man, I need to have the ball in my hand. Yeah. That's my opinion. I think LeBron is a superstar killer. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you on that. I think yeah. that uh, I think that he had – man, how do I put this? I personally, mm-hmm. if you went one-on-one, I think Braun would beat Jordan. Now, does that necessarily mean that Braun is the GOAT? I don't think Braun is the GOAT. I think I think Jordan is the GOAT. But, you know, like, as far as just, like, dynamics and the way that he presents himself on the court, uh-huh. it's pretty proven that he can't work with people. You know, this this team that he had this season yeah. didn't even make how, – how does a team with – Anthony Davis, Westbrook. Uh, who else you guys got over there right now? I mean, it's 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 stacked, you know. Yeah. Like it, it, it it's ridiculous. You guys have three or four years ago, your your starting lineup was an all star team. Right. Yeah. Right. Granted, it's getting a little older now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. We Carmelo, Carmelo. We had Carmelo last season, and he was great for us off the bench. But yeah. if you're trying to work him, you know, thirty five to forty minutes a game, it's just. It's not going to be very helpful. Right, it's not going to work, know? right? I'm with he's, you. He, he's going to burn out. And he's going to get hurt. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah man. I think that uh, I think we might be seeing the end of the reign of the of the current uh, best basketball player in the world. You know, yeah. it's, I, it's, I, I, I'm a big Steph Curry fan. Um, I like John Moran. I mean, I'm a Laker fan, but 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 when Kobe left, that was hard for me. When Shaquille left. Yeah. It was hard for me. And then when Kobe passed, that was hard too, man. But it's yeah. like, oh man, it's just killing me, man. It's killing yeah. me. Man. So anyway, man, it. we go ahead, man. We can talk about sports all day long because right. you're a sports fan. You're a sports yeah, yeah. Fan. I yeah. I, I, I hated Kobe my entire life. I hated, <laughs> I hated him. The second that he died, I was I was devastated. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, that's we don't need to talk about it all day. I just yeah. want to, you know, now, that was respect. Hard. That was hard, man. You know, yeah. on the basketball court, and then you know, just much respect. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. So we will move on. Great segment about sports, though. I love it, man. Uh-huh. But I always <laughs> see you in, you know, into your thing, though, sports wise. Yeah. Always yeah. see it. I say, yeah, Jamie's into it. So, yeah, yeah. What are the positives and or negatives of being born on December twenty fifth? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. I haven't really ever found a ton of positives. It's, <laughs> I mean, it just is what it is, you know. I yeah. As as a kid, I I I had I've had one birthday party in my life. Really? Yeah. I've, well, I. Well, that's that, why I asked the question because I was just wondering. Yeah. Yeah, I've had one birthday party in my life. <laughs> uh, I I grew up, you know, relatively poor too. Uh-huh. You know, like not like dirt poor, but you know, yeah. didn't exactly. I we weren't. We were moving up. Like there was never a point where we were gonna get out of apartments and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, you know, 
birthday and Christmas were very much the same thing. There was well, no separation. So the gifts were a little light, <laughs> stuff like that. As a as a kid, you know that that stuff killed me. Now, obviously, yeah. it. Yeah, now you. I, yeah. I don't even really like to to let it be known that. I don't want a birthday party. I don't want, you know, I don't want cake. I don't want this. I don't want that. Yeah. I'm, I like to be kind of just like left alone and have everybody celebrate as a group, you okay, know, as, as an adult. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's uh it's, it, it was a, it was a work when I was a kid, but <laughs> as, as I've gotten older, you know, you just kind of grow into it. I got you, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, man. I mean to bring up that bad, man. I just, <laughs> I just <wanna> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's all good. So, so what was the first music scene you gravitated to? What was the first music scene you were in? Uh, well, I mean, I guess the first like music scene that mm-hmm. I that I really that I really gravitated towards was I was into like you know punk and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I never really got into that to that scene. The first real scene that I got into was like early early on like metalcore and hardcore and stuff like that so you know around 2002 2003 i started going to little diy venues little punk venues and stuff like that i really really developed a bond with a lot of people that i still have to this day you know i'm still really close friends with a lot of those guys yeah yeah i mean every single one of those venues now is gone they don't they don't last very long but You know, it was uh, it was it was a great experience for me, and it definitely developed me as a, a musician. And uh, it uh, it made me really embrace DIY culture too, which is gotcha. pretty cool. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right, great, great answer, man. So, those who lie beneath, yeah, tell me about this, man. Tell me about yeah. that band. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was my first record sign band um i love that band I, I still love that band um i'm in a i'm in a side project called sacrificer with uh the guitar player one of the guitar players in that band and um basically it was uh, kind of a it started out as a local band and uh we developed a ton of traction in the pacific northwest pretty quick because we were doing things that were a bit more extreme and you know faster and more technical than anybody else was doing in, in at least our area so a uh, lot of eyeballs on us pretty pretty quick because uh, we weren't just playing you know chugs and breakdowns and stuff like that like a lot of people were doing we were trying to you know play sweeping guitar stuff and blast beats and all that stuff real fast mm-hmm. stuff so yeah, just kind of uh, it developed pretty quick, and we started getting a ton of uh, support in Portland. And uh, I grew up going to uh, shows with this guy Tony, who is in a band called American Me. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of a cool hardcore band from Portland that signed to Rise Records. Okay, he was close with the label owner of Rise Records, and uh, he brought him out to one of our shows once. Maybe Tony might have got him a little liquored up and then was like, Hey, come in here, check these guys out. You might really like them. You might want want to sign them. And, you know, within, you know, 10 minutes of him seeing us, he's like, Oh, you know, we got to sign these guys. So awesome. 
we went through the whole loop, you know, like let's talk to a man or a, uh, a lawyer real quick. And it all mm-hmm. kind of looked legit on the books and stuff like that. So yeah, pretty, pretty fast. We got signed to a record label and wow. we were just kind of, you know, it was go from there and I haven't stopped since. Awesome. This, man. Awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. been pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So have you always been a lead singer or do you play instruments also? Uh, I've always been a lead singer. I, yeah. I played bass in the punk band for a short period of time. I would mm-hmm. love to play bass in a band again. I think yeah. that's a ton of fun. Yeah. It doesn't take a, it's not a big responsibility to be, you know, bassist in like a punk or hardcore <laughs> band. Okay, or something. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm obviously I'll never be able to play like funk or like anything like where you actually have to be like a talented <laughs> bass player, but you know, if I can just hit a chord you know, keep a, keep a, keep a rhythm and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> I play drums a little bit, but yeah. yeah, it's basically always just been, you know, uh, farting into a microphone screaming and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so are, have you always been the, like the lyricist as, as far as writing wise, are you the writer <laughs> in all the bands that you've been in? All the bands I've ever been in, except for uh sacrificer. I, I have, the last two releases we've put out, uh, the guitar player that I was just telling you about, he has written the lyrics because I, I'm getting to a point in my life where I'm not as angry or frustrated <laughs> as I used to be. So writing heavy metal music is getting tough for me. Man. Oh, come on, like, man. Really? <laughs> I'm not that an angry got, kid anymore. Means, means you got a good life, man. That's all it is, I'm, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm doing all right, so you know it's it, right. <laughs> took over some of those duties. Granted, I still you know I declare war is still tough for me because yeah. I got to write for that. And, right. uh, I still enjoy it, but it is it's it's becoming more and more of a challenge to do anything that's uh, kind of in that wheelhouse. I you got know? you, man. I, I yeah. got you. Yeah. So. Yeah. You became the foundation for I Declare War after so many lineup changes in 2012, yeah. correct? So, yeah, roughly around 2012. 2011, it kind of started to uh, spiral yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because you came in 2011, but 2012 is when it changed, where it was just, it was you. And then all the other yeah, guys were gone, right? Basically, 2012, 2013 yeah. is when everybody kind of just like, all of a sudden I was like, uh, okay, I guess um, this is me now. I, I don't know how the hell this happened, but... You know, at some point, uh, you know, I think that everybody just got uh, kind of tired of doing it. They either got tired of doing it or, you know, it was just, it was physically and mentally very taxing. You know, mm-hmm. this 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 subgenre of music that we play in isn't exactly a, a real moneymaker, especially, to be honest, if you're on a record label. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of record labels have like, you know, they either have 360 deals, which is basically like they're recouping everything. Right. You know, it's right. it everything it, you do, they get a part of it. Yes, it yeah, yeah. So that that takes a real heavy toll on you. you. You know, you don't you don't exactly have a ton of uh a ton of freedom to do what you want to do at, at mm-hmm. that point. I think that uh that wore on people a ton. Um I wish, you know, obviously I wish that I was still working with those guys. They're they're all great guys. I most of them I still have a pretty good relationship with. Whenever I'm up in Seattle, where most of the band is from, you know, mm-hmm. and we're at a show or something like that, we hang and stuff like that. So, right. not a, there's not a ton of bad blood. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, Ryan went on to prosper. He has a, a an amazing painting company where he's, okay. you know, I think he's, I think he's like buying houses and stuff like that now, like mm. he's profiting very well. And Chris is a construction worker doing well, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, it just, it, it just kind of wore itself out. Like it seems like a lot of the bands in the genre do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, for you know a lot of a lot of people i don't get sick of or i don't you know i don't burn out and i don't like uh freak out when things fall apart i just gotcha. you know i adapt and figure things out and move on mm-hmm. so you know i just i got i got lucky with a couple guys that uh were willing to work with me basically since 2012 john winters who you know uh, (laughs) he's been he's been working with me ever since and you know if there's ever any sort of uh any time that anybody needs to to move on which i'm very very adamant about when i say i declare war at this point basically we're like a stepping stone stepping stone band you know i i i Obviously, you know, it's it's difficult to find new people to uh, to play music with and to really like consistently click with. Mm-hmm. But the reality is this band is never going to be like a uh, a cash cow where we're making, you know, a, a solid income. You know, gotcha. we'll pay some bills when we're on the road and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, if you feel like there is a step you can make in a direction that's going to further you mm-hmm. and make you not only a better musician, but it's going to profit you and make you like a, it put you in a better spot, you know, in your life, go do it. Right. You know? And that has been the case on a handful of occasions where, you know, we had a guy, we had a couple guys for five, six years who mm-hmm. were working with us and they, you know, they were close buddies and they just, they, they got an offer to go do something that was, you know, it was just considerably, it was a better deal, you know, gotcha. and, and, uh, they, they moved on and it was like, Hey, you know, what can you do? It sucks, but let's find new people. And, you know, seven or eight years ago, we found Garen, Garen. uh, our drummer and we found Greg who is our guitar player. And ever since, you know, it's been, uh, it's been us as a four piece. Right. So we backtrack bass now. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird for some people to get their wrap their heads around, but most uh, most bass now is direct in anyways. Mm-hmm. So you know, like we're basically just like we're losing a person in the van. We're losing a person that we have to pay for at the end of a tour. Right. You know, we're getting a better a better PD when we're on tour because there's mm-hmm. only four of us. Got you. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, you know. Uh, I want to say about seven years now. It's been the four of us just, you know, doing our thing. And if any of those guys, including John, you know, who, mm-hmm. who right now he's, uh, he's on tour, uh, full time, uh, doing tech work for uh, a real big band. Yeah. I saw uh, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's, he seems to be doing awesome. You know, right. we, we're, we're slow. We're slow right now. We're slowing down because, you know, John needs to make a living mm-hmm. and I'm not going to stop him from doing that. But unfortunately, John is the only guy that I'm not going to just, you know, move on from him right, from right, and try right. to like, you know, John's, John's like my, like, 
he's like my ride or die, you know, like gotcha. we're, we're doing this shit together. So sorry. LB, LB, no, you're good. You say what you got to say. Uh, yeah. LB, LB's a great dude as he and relentless say, you know, just good human beings, man. And he is yeah. definitely one of those guys. And yeah. um, so you, you kind of touched on it, but what has kept you so dedicated to what you have? I mean, you, you know, just with all those changes, what has kept you so dedicated? Do you still see, I mean, you've spoken about a lot, which is very interesting what you said about how you feel about the band, but what has kept you dedicated to continue to do what you're, you're doing with the band? Well, I mean, at first, at first I would probably say that some of it might've been spite. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I was kind of left with this and, you know, a, this was thrown in my lap. Right. And I, I had just given up, you know, my other project because at that time uh, we were trying to figure out, you know, could I do both? And I was given an ultimatum. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's tough because, oh, yeah. you know, both bands wanted to tour full time. Mm hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't do both, you know, both full time. Yeah. There has to be some sort of downtime and, you know, it just, it just wouldn't have worked. So I was kind of dumped this thing in my lap right. and I was like, well, you know, some people aren't going to be happy about it. And I might, you know, I might get a little bit of crap for basically being, you know, like the, the new guy that took over this thing that was, you know, semi-established. We were still a young band, but we were a big enough name that, you know, some people knew who we were. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it started out as just like, well, I'm not just going to let people run me out of doing something that, you know, I basically, I've, I've given up other things, other opportunities in order to make this thing happen. So I'm not just going to quit it. Gotcha. And a lot of people didn't like that. And then now it's just, you know, it's simply, I just really like it. I still right, really right, enjoy right, it. Right. You know, I, there's a lot of stress that comes along with it because uh -huh. we're, you know, we're a little slower than we used to be. And mm -hmm. we get a lot of people asking, you know, like, what are you guys doing? And, you know, are you guys even still like touring anymore? And it's like, dude, we tour two to three times a year right. we just don't we don't there was a point where we were touring like 300 days of the year lot. right 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 we can't do that anymore. i'm 35 years old john's 37 38 you know which you know in the large scheme of things isn't old i'm not an old man i it drives me nuts when people say like <laughs> oh you know i'm 26 i'm old it's like no dude you're not old why do you think I feel what you're saying? That man, it's just like I, I'm looking like man. I'm like you're still a baby, man. What are you talking about? But here's what I, here's, you've been out on that I'm road saying. a lot, a lot. Yeah. The road is hard, man. Yeah, I think 60 is when you're starting to get old. To be fair, <laughs> but that's just where I'm at personally. I'm not there but, yet, but I got you. But yeah, but you know, like it, it's hard, dude. When yes. when you're you know when you're doing 300 days of the year. Woo. I have, I have a wife, I have a, I have a home, you know, like John has, John has a long-term girlfriend. He has a home right? and we're, you know, and we're like barely making it, right? you know, which is like, and that's kind of the reality of, 
of extreme music in general is, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are doing it because they absolutely love to do it. Right. And they're willing to sacrifice a ton of stuff to do it. Yeah. I sacrificed for like 12 years, 13 years. Mm -hmm. I've done my bid. I'm good on, <laughs> on the hard road, you right. know, doing right. that stuff. Now, if we're going to tour, we're going to do, you know, 10 days make or, sense. you know, yeah. yeah, a week yeah. or something like that in, you know, in flying locations where, you know, we'll do like Texas or we'll do the East coast or, gotcha. you know, we'll drive down to, uh, you know, this, the L LA and we'll do a, you know, a route around that area or something like that, mm -hmm. or we'll do Europe, you know, right. You know, we'll do Europe on a bus, which is right. great. You know, right, right, we, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, I'll do stuff like that now, but it's just, it's just very unrealistic mm. for, for people that have actual commitments and, you know, like real lives and, actual like legitimate bills to pay you know yeah, that, that changes things most definitely yeah and i my my wife is going through she's she's currently going through uh college right now too to be a doctor oh so I'm, support, I'm supporting her too you know yeah, so it's like yeah. i gotta i gotta bust my tail in order for her to uh be a be a sugar mama for me down the road when <laughs> you know when she's a when she's a radiologist and hey, that's love man yeah yeah it's gotta be that man it's gotta be that man you you guys keep pushing and doing what you gotta do that's yeah. awesome man no but i hear you 100 so um what has john greg and garen brought to the band that compliments you so well that compliments you i i mean i think the absolute biggest thing that those three guys have brought to the band that absolutely no other lineup has ever brought to the band. Granted, that those guys have all all four of those guys mm -hmm. have been in the band longer than anybody else ever has yeah, been yeah. in the band at, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know those four guys or three guys, including our merch guy Charlie, who's always. <laughs> This this group is the only group where I've actually ever been. I've been happy to be on the road with these guys. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always some sort of like nagging conflict, you know, <laughs> between two guys or something like that. Or there was never yeah. like a like a full clicking point with everybody. Right. This this group, we just all get love. along. You know, all we're all. We're all, you know, roughly around the same age. We're all into sports. Yeah. You know, we all kind of like, you know, the same stuff. We're not, you know, we're not animals, you know. We don't drink hardcore, you know. We don't like right. none of us really smoke hardcore or anything like that. So, yeah. you know, we just we drink a couple beers when we're on the road and hang out and if there's a baseball game on, we'll stream a baseball game from the phone or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's just, I think that that's the biggest thing is those guys have made my life as kind of like band dad uh -huh. considerably easier, right. like so much easier. So on stage, I really do think that, that comes through because I'm not, you know, I'm not irritated or like irritable all day long trying to like put out fires or, right. you know, try to keep everybody happy. Everybody oh, just dude. comes into the day happy. And we're all good all day long. 
you know, so I'm not exhausted by the time I play it, you know, 10 o'clock at night or something like that. That makes a big, listen, that makes a big difference, man. Yeah, yeah. That's real talk right there. Yeah. Real talk. I, I'm all about love, man. I don't want no madness yeah. going on, man. Miss oh. me with all that. Miss me with that bullshit, man. Go over there yeah. with that, man. Take that yeah. over that way. You yeah. know, I just want to be happy, man. We're out here doing it. Let's, let's for the love of the music. Let's have a good time. Let's do Absolutely. these shows, interact with the fans, have a good time with the fans. Cause that's why you're there to play the music you love and, 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 you know, entertain them and, uh, and then, you know, move to the next place, man, and just have a good time. I'm with you on that one, man. I, I'm yeah. with you on that one. So yeah. since you joined the band in 2011, has the, has the direction of the band changed at all with you being at the helm? I mean, a little bit, you know, I think that uh, we've, we haven't really let, you know, a pretty pigeonholed genre mm-hmm. really lock us down. I think that every record that we've put out has uh, has been, you know, at least a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think my goal the entire time uh, from day one since I started writing with this band has always been push everything to the absolute limit. Okay. So, you know, a lot of, it seems like the older that a lot of bands get, you know, the... Uh, the more mellow the music gets, mm-hmm. I'm I'm absolutely trying to push my hardest for the complete opposite. Okay. I'm trying I'm trying to get more and more extreme the older I get. At okay. least with this band, you know, my goal is always to really really push it, mm-hmm. whether it be you know vocally or instrumentally. You know, it's 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 very important to me that uh, that you know we're like you know we're getting to a point where we are we're out we're outliving everyone in the genre mm-hmm. aside from like the real heavy hitters you know like mm-hmm. white chapel and acacia strain and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know out, outside of those bands suicide silence and stuff like that we're kind of like outliving all these bands and we're seeing this whole new group of bands coming in yeah and they're extreme, man. I mean, these mm-hmm. kids are super talented. Right. You know, they, they grew up playing Guitar Hero and stuff like that. So their fingers are just faster than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. You know? So we're just trying to keep up at this point. My goal is always not only to keep up, but to, to really push as hard as I can to, to be a, a front runner with this style of music. Not only, you know, on a, on a record, but mm-hmm. absolutely the most important thing for me is live. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a performer. I, I think that that's the biggest are. thing for me. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm a, you know, that to be, to be recognized in a live setting mm-hmm. to me and to be, you know, for people to say he's great live is yeah. means more to me than right anything that you say about a studio record oh man it's just very important to me awesome well listen i'm gonna tell you just like when you first came on when you i was just like look at jamie oh because people say the same thing about me man they're just like you're not who you are on stage and i'm just yeah. like because that's what i'm entertaining that's what i'm really yeah. lord nelson there and yeah. so it's like you so cool right now but when you're on stage you're so intense and into it and yes you go yeah. from clark kent to superman there's no doubt about it <laughs> That, yeah. that's, that's, that's real talk, man. That, that's yeah. real talk. So that's yeah. love. So 
Um, no, I want. I know what I wanted to ask you. I, I'm going off my script a little bit here. So, the the last album was Downcast. Yep. So, I was listening to it again last night. And I've listened to it before. I was listening again last night. So, I listened to some of the earlier stuff, man. Yeah. And when it first came on, it's before you were with them. Mm. I was just like. <laughs> The music is amazing. The, yeah. the singer, I, I'm not sure who the, the singer was, but he was so, I guess that I'm getting it. This is what I'm getting at. You compared to him. He was so, I really couldn't understand anything he was saying. No. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, he made me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It made me uncomfortable. I was just like, wow. This is yeah. like, man, is this messing with my spirit, man? <laughs> <laughs> Serious business. I'm not yeah. front fronting at all. I was just like, wow. But no, nah, I just, I just kind of, I wanted to listen to him. And so when I got to your stuff, it's like, you guys kind of just, it, it was different. It was still in that same vein, but it sure. was different. Yeah. I, I was drawn in more because it's like, I mean, I know you, but it was like I could hear and understand better what yeah. you were saying. And me as a lyricist, and this is, you know, maybe it's just me, but me as a lyricist, as a writer, I want to know what you're saying. I really yeah. want to hear what you're saying. And I know the, you know, death metal, it, it, it's it's what it is. So, yeah. but I, I took a joy out of being able to understand what you were saying. So I was just like, even though you get into it also, but I was just like... <laughs> Okay, I can hear that. And then you guys went from, uh, from the, the like that. And so yeah, yeah. I'm just like, it's cool. So the thing that I love about all the music, though, from the beginning to now, is that when you guys transition the drum beats, I was talking with Eric Sanders. Um, um, I, I did an interview with him a, a few weeks ago. And so when I was talking with Eric, I was talking about how me, I'm a flow guy. You know, yeah. hip hop, arm, you know, I'm a flow guy. I like a flow as hard as what you guys are doing, as hard as it hits and everything. You guys have such great transitions from the beats being, you know, then it's cool. I'm just yeah. like, I love that. I love it. I'm telling yeah. you, to me, that that still grabbed me. I was just yeah. like, man, this music is. This music is love. And when I went out, really when I went out with, um, I know Vengeance is not as, as hard as you guys are, but Vengeance had that. I was just like, I'm digging this. Because this is kind of like really my first time of really getting into it and yeah. being out there with Ectomorph. I'm just like, this is okay. I've been missing yeah. something. You know, I've been missing yeah. it. I've heard yeah. it, but I've been missing it. Yeah. So me saying all that, it's beautiful. It's unbelievable. So like, like last night, I listened to Hopeless. Yeah. Over and over again and yeah. over again. And I'm going to tell you something. When you guys got a part in there, a drum beat, it is so funky and so damn cool. Yeah. I just jumped up and I just started, I just started dancing. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, it's so fucking cool. It's yeah. just, it's it's funky. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what beat I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. It's so yeah. funky in there. I was just like, how did they go from this to that? And I was like, it worked. It took yeah. me from here, and it and it worked. 
And it's just like the transition is so amazing, man. I'm telling you, it's so cool. Yeah. How you guys transition. It's like you give us a little pause and then yeah. you bring us into the other thing. And yeah. I'm just like, man, listen, your guys, man, big up, respect maximum to them. Because that shit is cool as a motherfucker, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I love yeah. it. And I listen to Hopeless over and over and over again, man. So it was just cool to me, man. So that, that Downcast album is good. And I just think that you have taken it to another level. I think that you Thank have you. made it more palatable for more people. I believe. That's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went on. I went running my mouth, man. But no. I just want to let you know, man, just respect for it. Because it's just dope as a motherfucker, man. Most definitely. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah for, for me, I think I definitely want to, I want to, power is my number one goal, mm -hmm. you know, to really be able to project and to be able to, and to be able to let people know, like, holy smokes, this guy is like really pushing really hard and he's yeah. really, you know, he's really going for it. But enunciation is something that is extremely important to me because I, I grew up listening to a lot of death metal and stuff like that. Yeah. You were, you were either in, in the like, you were into gurgly, like, you know, <laughs> barfing stuff, or you were into guys that could really, like, they were sharp, you know? Right. And I was more into, like, the sharp guys. So, That's you know, I got you. I, I definitely took from, from that, that wheelhouse and really yeah. uh, ran with it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's extremely important to me. So thank, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Uh, it's just real, you know, the Lord doesn't lie. The Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all love. So today, what has been the best I Declare War album, in your opinion? That means from the past to right now. What, what's been the best one to you? Um, man, go ahead and say yours, man. You can say yours, man. Go ahead. <laughs> I think, I think, honestly, I think that I'd probably say that We Are Violent People by Nature is probably our best record. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's our most popular record, but... Uh, that was the I, second I album, right? That was the second. That was the second record that I'm yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the first record that I'm on is self-titled. That's probably our, as far as just in the in in general for the band, that's mm -hmm. the most popular record ever. Okay. And then um, our second record that I was on was uh, Violent Pe We Are Violent People by Nature. Mm -hmm. We went to Stephen Hawk to track it. It sounds amazing. I think mm -hmm. that it's just like, it sounds angry. It sounds really sharp, yeah. really like clean. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, uh, I think that's super important is right. uh, having like a good production. I, a lot of people are still really like, they push back on like a real polished production. I don't really understand that. Mm. I like a, I like a good sharp production, and, you know, yeah. a lot of, a, a lot of big, you know, I like to sound huge, and mm -hmm. I think that a lot of a lot of death metal, especially, it just sounds like tinny and and like deep and like low endy, and it kind of kills it for me. And gotcha. so, you know, I think that that record, just in general, just sounds it sounds huge. I thought the songwriting was absolutely amazing on it, mm -hmm. and uh, my my lyrics, I think that they were probably the best, probably the best lyrics I've ever written. Okay, um, I don't know, I that, that was kind of like a uh, for me, that that record was super important because that was like right around the time when it was like, well, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to prove to people that I'm, you know, that this is my band, this right. is it. This is the record that I got to do it on. So I, uh, 
you know, I, I put everything that I had into that record and I, I'm still very proud of that record. Obviously, you know, all the records that we put out, songs mm-hmm. was sick, downcast, you know, yeah. everything is, I, I have, I have a place in my heart for all those records, but that record in particular is extremely important to me because it was like a figured out or, or, you know, die trying sort of a record. Awesome. I think I did that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. So who comes up with the merch, the artwork? That's me. It, all, it always grabs your attention, man. Yeah. It always yeah. grabs your attention. Yeah. And I want to say, when you guys came out here to Columbia, man, and my kids, I was too big for them, but my kids, I've lost a little weight, but, I, my, but my kids, they warm. Yeah. They warm in school. People were yeah. like, man, what's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said, hey. Feel free. <laughs> feel, yeah. feel free. I was like, now listen, somebody may say something about it, but they still yeah. warm and they rock the bad. You yeah. know, they was like, hey, my dad is this, my dad knows. I declare war, guys. You know, they're just, just like, hey, this is what the deal is. <laughs> I I've I've actually it's become kind of a thing at this point where uh-huh. we're we're like we're a merch band. Yeah. I, I which is awesome. I mean, yeah. you could not ask for like a better thing to be, you know, right. because essentially that at this point is how people make an income yeah. you know whether it be on the road or while you're home with mm-hmm. a with a, a merch store yeah so you know i just i don't take it serious yeah. i i think that, that if there's anything that you shouldn't take serious it's a it's a it's a t-shirt you know what i mean <laughs> have fun with it you know leave the leave the real serious stuff to your performance and to your yeah. and your actual art you know, gotcha. to your, so, you know, when I, when I put, you know, uh, the Rugrats on a t-shirt or, <laughs> you know, I, we got some slogans that you can or can't get away with in a right. mall. You know, right. so, you know, <laughs> we, we, uh, we just have fun with them and they luckily, people either love them or hate them and it seems like being polarizing is uh is something that uh is working to our benefit at this point i got you man now we, we yeah. have to talk about it. you about to come up with something for me man i've had some yeah. ideas i just couldn't i can't i haven't been able to put them out there like i want to but uh yeah. I, i'm gonna start doing my merch stuff also here soon also i, I really yeah. am but i i've had ideas i just never put them you know i've got yeah. my logo my lord sure. that that a friend of mine, he did that for me so many years ago on an old flip phone. And he flipped oh, wow. it up, and then I sent it to um, Father from Vengeance, and he cleaned yeah. it up for me and got it right for me and everything like that. I've been rolling with it ever since. I love it. You know, I have it yeah. on a vest also. And people yeah. are always like, Lord Nelson, why didn't you wear your vest today or whatever like that? And they were like, no, we love that. We love to see that. It's just crazy. Um, yeah. that's, that's awesome. So let me ask you, I took a picture with, you guys, but you had a, a a young lady that was a merch person for you guys when you guys came to Columbia. You probably don't even remember who that was. Man, no. Way back when, yeah. And she was, she was with you guys. I can't remember her name. Because Charlie has been our merch guy, basically. Yeah, it was a young lady, yeah. Maybe maybe Charlie had taken the day off, or maybe Charlie was hanging with the girl. No, 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 she was with you guys. I mean, I know I took, a pic- yeah, I took a picture with her. And I took a picture with with Helby, all you guys, but I took a picture with her also. What do you do? You remember who else was on that tour? Maybe I can't remember the other guys, man. But it was some other heavy guys. 
Because I remember you guys were like, hey, take this picture. You guys gave me this damn $7,000 camera to take this fucking picture with. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, I was like, push this button, do this. And, God was, and one of the other guys was like, yo, man, take the camera from this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. I can't I, remember the guy. Uh, it was a bigger guy. And I think that they had their child with them. Um, they had, like, one of their kids with them. Um, I can't remember what the band's. I mean, that was a little while ago now. But anyway, I have to I have to find that picture and send it to you. And you you yeah. might if it, it might jog your memory. Yeah. But uh I'm I'm just, you know, my mind's just going, just remembering all the things, you know, the guys and and us just out there. So um what show uh was so good to you that you didn't want to want it to end? Uh I mean, there's been a lot through the years. Uh, mm -hmm. We've done a handful of festivals that are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, just sometimes just things just hit right. Mm -hmm. You know, you're cooking and it, yeah. it just, it, it feels good. You, yeah. you feel like you sound good. Mm -hmm. The crowd is just going nuts. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even need to be a big festival, you know. Sometimes, like we played Spokane, Washington. Mm-hmm about two months ago and it was sold out but i mean it was sold out with like 200 people right you know tiny little venue mm -hmm. but it was awesome man it was yeah. just it was on fire it, it like it felt good we were really crushing you know we sounded awesome the, the venue sounded awesome and the kids were just going absolutely ape shit so <laughs> it just it all worked you know i i yeah. I probably couldn't give you an exact, you know, a single, a single show, but yeah, yeah I think that uh, the big thing is just, you know, like sometimes it just feels right, you know. Got you. Yeah. So I, I asked that question. I'll say before I ask the next question, and it goes right into what you were just saying, is that I always say that yeah, I haven't played as as many shows as you guys have, but I always say that the the smaller clubs, is the intimate clubs, as I like to say, they it could be the shittiest club in the world. Yeah. It's packed out. Yeah. Fucking people are into it. Shit. Yeah. Man, yeah. that's like some of the best. I mean, it just feels so good to, yeah. you know, really, you know, interact with the crowd, man. And that's what's good. So the next question is big stages or more intimate venues? Um, well, I mean, that's that's also another one where, you know, there's 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 two sides of two sides of that like mm -hmm. you know we've played you know three thousand four thousand cap venues with you know the 200 foot long stages and stuff like right. that you right. know and it's absolutely crazy and stuff like that mm -hmm. but there's just something about being in like a you know 250 to 400 cap venue where the stage is where you can feel not only energy you know the you can feel the fans breathing on right, you, right, which is right. not the best right now. But you know, <laughs> back back when you know touring was absolutely crazy and right. stuff like that. That uh, that was that was extremely important, you know, and mm -hmm. it still is. I I I love that stuff. I love yeah. I love that 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 small venue vibe. It just the sweatiness, you know. It's just right. it's different. It's more intimate. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's all love. So my last question for you, and not unless I think of 10 more, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> so what other loves do you have beyond music? I know we talk about sports, but what other loves do you have? 
Um, man, sports is a huge one for me. You know, I, I grew up, I grew up with that my entire life. I wasn't, wasn't really particularly, uh, it I grew up in a sports family, so I wasn't particularly like uh, pushed towards the arts as a kid. So mm-hmm. I really fell in love with sports really young, and yeah. that's a big one. Um, weightlifting has become like a, a massive, massively important part of my life. Yeah, where um, you know, I if I don't if I don't do it, I actually start to kind of feel you know a little a little mentally kind of messed up. You know, like it's uh. kind of it's like my safe space at this point. It's a lifestyle, man. Yeah. Lifestyle. Yeah. So weight, weightlifting has become a big one, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think the big thing, the, the, the huge one for me is, is sports. And obviously, you know, I, I love my dogs and my wife and stuff like that, but that's a different <laughs> type of love. That's like, that's like a, that's like a, like, you know, obviously (laughs) there's something more important there than just a love of course course. yeah (laughs) Yeah. you don't so you don't go fishing at all you got those rivers there that fishing's not your thing oh yeah sure that's why oh sure i fish yeah i fish uh actually i i feel stupid i i i got this kind of crazy hair up my ass and i've started downsizing at my house and Mm -hmm. um I sold my boat a couple of days ago, just like on a whim. I, I don't know why I, I, I did it. What I, kind of boat? It's a little tin can, you know, a little 10 footer. It got mm-hmm. me out on the water, you know, like, nice a, like a, like a jumbo, just a little guy. Yeah. Like a little aluminum. Uh, it's got a 10 horse on it. So mm-hmm. I didn't even need a fit, uh, you know, a, a boating license to get on the, on right, the right, water. Right, right. It's so small, you know, it was, it was nice. It just got me on the water and, so you we took that on. You took that on in the river or in the lake. I could take it in the river. In the river with a ten horsepower. It was a little sketchy, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't mind I'm, taking risks. You know, as long as I, as long as I catch something worth it. You know, I got you. So what yeah, kind of we, fish were you catching? <laughs> yeah, we got we got rivers and we got lakes all around us. I got a there's a a lake. Uh, <laughs> out uh about 25 minutes from me called promontory i and i i drop in there a lot because it is okay. a nice spot that they they stock too which is pretty awesome so mm-hmm. you, know, you can come home with two or three fish yeah what kind of fish are you catching uh out there it's it's trout a lot of the time but oh. um in the willamette um there's a salmon season you know yeah. there's, there's sturgeon mm-hmm. you know it's, there's a there's some big boys out there, so yeah. there's See, a steelhead just, season. Just totally different from what we do, of course. You know, we're bass and brim and crappie and those kind of things yeah. like that. But you know, you have to go a little bit more up north for trout and stuff like that. So yeah. we don't we don't really fish for that. I guess the big thing here is you know, like bass fishing. And, yeah, bass is or cool, catfish. Man. Yeah, that bass is a that's a that's a fun fish. I, I yeah, we don't, we don't have as many bass around here as as we do trout, but right. that. I, I wish I could I could bass bass fish a little bit more. It's 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 a fun fish to to catch and it's just real good too. Now are you talk you talking smallmouth? You talking largemouth? Uh, smallmouth is what. See see we don't we don't really have a whole lot of smallmouth here. You know small smallmouth are more up north, uh, like North Carolina and going on up that way. But you know we've got largemouth bass like South Carolina just right here where we're going down. You know like yeah. Florida. 
you know, I'm, I plan on going to Florida uh, later this year. And uh, some of my really, really good friends that I've known for forever. Um, I always tell them, keep me away from all the alligators, but I want to go yeah. fishing down there because they catch massive <laughs> bass down there. Yeah. And I'm like, keep me away from the alligators. I don't know if I can deal with that, man. That's, I'm yeah. a little scared. <laughs> a little scared yeah. About that. Yeah. Was, Dad, I'm sorry. No, I, I, this, no, this no, summer Dad, I'll just, I'll, I'll do some dock fishing and, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll, I got a little kayak and I'll just, I'll do it, do it from there. And yeah. That'll be that'll be good enough for me, and then fall time will come around, and I'll just yeah I'll I'll, I'll fish off the dock for steelhead and stuff like that. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> when I when I get up that way, you gotta you gotta take me out there fishing or something, man. I like fishing. Let's do it. I I, I want to come to Portland. I want to see so much more of of the United States. I've seen a good yeah. bit of it, but I'd like to still see more because I like Let's nature and beauty. I mean, I don't want to be yeah. around bears and stuff like that. You know. I, <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of scared about stuff like that, but yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm not yeah. scared. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I put on somebody Claire Ward music. I'm not scared at all, man. I'm ready there to handle go. everything. <laughs> yeah. Ready to handle everything. I don't care who it is. This is yeah. not TGT, tough guy talk. I put on yeah. I Declare War, I'm a different guy. Okay. Who wants something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's real, man. But but Jamie, thank you so much, man. I, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. It means a lot to me. I'm honored to have you here, my brother. And um, hey, we'll do it again, man. Anytime you want to come yeah. on the show, man, just holler at me and, and I'll get whatever hell bees free. I'm gonna have him yeah. on here so I can laugh with him and talk about some other stuff overseas and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. just laugh with him, man. But I really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much, brother. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah. 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 So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, once again. This is live and loud with the Lord, Nelson, that is, with my very special guest. I'm honored to have him, Mr. Jamie Hanks from I Declare War. And now I want you to say that, man. Say, say, say I Declare War like you would say I Declare War, man. Do that for me, man. I Declare War. No, 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 <laughs> man. I got to hear it, man. I, I, Come I don't on, scream. Man. I don't scream unless you pay me to scream. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate that. That's love, man. No doubt. Yeah. Man, well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you, bro. Thank you very much. Okay.
Are you ready to rock, Phoenix? Saturday, September the 10th, we will rock together as Live Nation and Heavy Metal Television present Alice in Chains. The Seattle Heavyweights return to the Akchin Pavilion on Saturday, September the 10th. Special guests for this show are modern rockers Breaking Benjamin and Bush. Your chance to win free tickets is now. Just visit the link below, submit your information, and you will be entered to win a pair of tickets to see Alice in Chains, Breaking Benjamin, and Bush at the Akchin Pavilion on Saturday, September 10th. Keep watching heavy metal television for your chance to win tickets to more great concerts from Live Nation.